Travis has brought it every single week. He continues to be one of our best playmakers, and we'll continue to do everything we can to give him opportunities. One of them wasn't really his fault. Uh, how do you feel like the offense, it, j- it just seemed like they had a more rhythm, a better flow to it overall? Yeah, I mean, we made plays. Um, we had explosives here and there, so we're able to, to maintain possession of the ball and just continue to get through certain things. You have plays that are built off other plays, um, but if you're not able to sustain drives and stay on the field in those situations, be it drops, penalties, not converting on third down, that makes it tough. It's tough to get yourself in that rhythm to get going. It starts with first down and bleeds into whatever the second down situation is. If you're inefficient on first down and you're second long, you're in a, you're in a tough spot. And now it kind of feels like you're sledding uphill a little bit. Um, it felt like the other day we were able to have success on first down, led into second manageables, led into just converting and playing a lot on first and second down, normal downs as we call it. On the play where I, be- I believe, I, if I'm mistaken, correct me, where Trevor took the shot, I believe, from Oliver on the touchdown pass. This mm-hmm. is Zay. I think that was the play where the, Oliver was like lined up in front of Scherf, but he kind of went inside. But it, it, you couldn't tell from looking at the film whether Scherf's responsibility was Oliver or whether it was something else or whether it was supposed to be Fortner. So I was wondering if you could shed some light on that. Yeah, I believe based on the protection call we had within the call, I believe he thought he had inside help. And I can't remember exactly what happened, but I believe Brandon set him on the outside thinking he had inside help and for whatever reason, help on there necessarily. So I think that's kind of what caused us to be a little leaky in protection there and Trevor took a hit for it. Kind of finally looked like the whole line was getting to where you wanted it and something else kind of pops up. How, how, much, how difficult is it when those constant shuffles along the O-line have been happening all year? Yeah, honestly, that's just life in the NFL. I mean, to, to say you're going to be healthy throughout the offensive line throughout a season is, is rare. That doesn't happen often. So, again, this is something we've always tried to prepare for with guys moving in and out. Obviously, we knew Cam's situation. So we knew all along week five there's a possible shuffle within the line room. So we tried to prepare for that as early as we could. But it is there, there's a lot of comfort in knowing who you're playing next to, communicating with the guy next to you for the long haul. You guys are on the same page, see it the same way, hear the same voice. Um, so I think that that's obviously invaluable, but that's just not that's not real. That doesn't happen often enough. Um, so you're always kind of prepared for that shuffle. And those guys, I think, do a great job. It, it starts with just the culture they create in their meeting room of spending time. They're all on the same page of what they expect. So when it is next man up, everybody has confidence that that guy can go do his job at a high level. How challenging is that, though, for you as a play caller and then the rest of the offense when you have such shuffling on the offensive line? You know, protection issues happen sometimes, run issues. So What's the challenge there, and how do you overcome it? Well, I mean, that's always the challenge. You hope that you've put your guys in position to be able to handle those certain things, whether it be camp, um, just practice. I mean, we shuffle our guys every single rep on practice just to get through what you think could potentially happen. Who We go through all the injury contingencies throughout the week. This guy goes down, he goes there. If that guy goes down, now we move these two. You know, There's a constant shuffle, a constant planning for it. Um, and I think calling a game, working through it, you're always mindful of the offensive line. Because I think that is one of the toughest, most underrated matchups in the game is the offensive line versus defensive line. So you're doing everything you can to try to either minimize mismatches or maximize mismatches if they're in our favor um, throughout the course of the game. But you know, I, I think our guys do a good job playing well together, whatever that looks like, whatever combination it is. They're, they're in sync and in unison and continuing to try to work together. Is there a way to sure up some of the interior penetration, maybe the play that Gene mentioned? There was a third and one where 
guys in Tank's face the second he gets the ball. Is there a way to kind of shore up some of those mishaps? I guess? We're, we're always self-scouting to make sure that there's not a certain tendency of we're, you know, I think the one you're referencing was the third and one early in the game, uh, to making sure it's not always the same combination to where a defensive line can start to tee off. And that's kind of the same thing of minimizing or maximizing matchups we have on the defensive line because or offensive line versus defensive line. Because um, I think that's what it was. We, we feel like you know, we were hat for hat. We just got beat inside, and we got beat too quick. And so that, that obviously makes life tough, and especially in short yardage situations. So it's something we continue to try to self-scout ourselves, make sure we're not um, – don't have any certain tendencies one way or the other in terms of what we try to do in those situations. There was a stat that came out this week. It was like, you guys are the lowest team in terms of rate of running the ball on second down, second and ten after an incompletion. Was it important just to kind of stay ahead of the schedule if you get maybe an incompletion on first down instead of trying to go for a running game? Um, I, I think, again, it's kind of case by case. You know, I, I saw the same stat. Somebody showed that to me because we were the only team without a rush attempt or something like that. So um, so we kind of did our own – I think we only have 11 of those such situations. So we have a low number. It's obviously early in the season. But I think part of it, too, we've been pretty good when we have thrown the ball on first down and putting the ball in play. We're scrambling for positive gains. Um, so we don't have a lot of those situations. And then it's just a matter of what defenses are we getting? We're getting pressure. What are we getting week to week? So we'll always try to do whatever we think is best in that situation. And that kind of comes from the study we give throughout the week of how are they going to play second long versus how do we want to play second long? How can we create a matchup in the pass game? And then when the time is right or when the look is right of running the ball, there's a lot of times too where maybe you have a pass called that's killed to a run or vice versa. It's a run killed to a pass versus the right look. Um, so a lot of that happens, you know, that that's a lot of time if you get into disparity of run pass in certain situations, well, maybe you call the play that was a run and for whatever reason the ball got thrown. Quarterback checked it, it had a kill with it. Um, some of our runs have throws on them based on certain defenses. And then my last one, Travis's second touchdown run, uh, Britton Strange's block on there, just, I mean, what have you guys seen from him just in that regard, you know, run blocking his ability to kind of make an impact? He's done a great job just bringing a level of physicality, which for a young player, a rookie in this league, five games in, uh, it's been impressive to see. We've been really impressed having him and kind of just getting our chance to work with him and see him day in, day out of the physicality he can bring. You know, he's athletic on the second level. He's physical on the first level. Um, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities as a ball carrier, but he's a really good ball carrier. When those opportunities come as the season goes, uh, you know, we're excited to see him shine in those chances. You mentioned uh, explosive plays. Uh, there, was a, there was a few more this week than, than prior weeks. Um, it seemed like you guys were getting more air on the ball, pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. Was that an emphasis? Were you guys trying to do that? Or was that just opportunities for presenting themselves this week? Yeah, I think a little bit. It was just opportunities that presented themselves. I mean, we had, you know, I think we ended with 90-something plays or something like that of plays called or plays started. So anytime you get that, you're getting more opportunities. Anytime you're staying efficient on first and second down, you're in those normal down situations where it's not a obvious pass situation, and then you're just trying to put the ball in play. You're keeping the pass rush at bay. Um, first and second down, we, are, we try to utilize the threat of the run. So whether it's play action movements, running the ball, play action screens, uh, with the ability to kind of present a look to the defense and not let them tee off and just pass rush. Um, so that, that allows us to maybe create a bigger pocket, get guys down the field, um, not necessarily pass block the whole time, but play action protect a little bit. So now you're getting guys 20, 30 yards downfield, being able to push the ball at times. So I, I think that's all a byproduct of it. I don't think it was necessarily we have to do this. It was just that's how the game played out and presented itself, and we were able to stay in those situations where that was a good thing for us. 
before the 32-yard pass uh, completion to Ridley, obviously you don't have you you don't you can't communicate with Trevor after he's already at the line of scrimmage. Right. Were you saying to yourself, "Look to your right"? I mean, you know, "Look to your right. Look what we got on the right side." No, I mean we we always talk about we do it every single week. We do it through the off season, through training camp. We have our SOPs, which is our standard standard operating procedures. So you can't cover every single situation that could come up in a game that week. So we, we know they had zero blitz in their, in their inventory. We know they brought it before. We talk through it all that. We spend time in a meeting room. You only have so many reps. But a lot of that, you just fall back on what you know, what we've trained them to do. So we were in an empty set. We had our tight end in a unique spot. They showed a zero pressure. And Trevor just kind of fell back on what we've trained him to do in that situation. And I think a credit to everybody of just, he gave a signal. You got about three seconds once the play signaled to be able to know what to do, to be able to execute your job at a high level. Um, he put himself in a situation where he knew he was hot. He took a hit in the back of the head and made a great throw, and Calvin made a great play right there. So it was awesome by those guys to execute in that moment. That wasn't the only third down where Trevor was able to sort of lean on Calvin. Is that, I guess, that trust, an example of that camaraderie trust building a little bit? I think so. It feels like that chemistry of, um, you know, knowing when he runs this route, how it's going to look versus that coverage or that type of leverage. Or uh, I think you are seeing that a little bit. And, and part of it, that's just, you know, I don't necessarily think that was a concerted effort, just to, we're going to throw the ball to Calvin all the time. It just ended that way based on the way the coverage has dictated themselves. And I think that's something you see with Trevor and our offense as a whole, is the, the ball goes where the ball needs to go. We're not trying to force feed anybody any certain way. And, you know, I think we're at our best when our targets are spread between our playmakers because we have a lot of good playmakers, be it, you know, the receiver room, tight ends, running backs, all that. Um, and that's just a Trev good job by Trevor to work those progressions and get the ball where it needs to be. Thanks, Chris. Cool. Thanks, Thanks guys. Right.